Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow loving host and BFF, Dolly DeLong, and you are most likely here because you are needing some systems and workflow tips in your life this week. And let me tell you, this episode specifically is jam-packed with some AI-related systems because... To be honest, we all need to be researching and incorporating this new and fastly growing technology into our businesses right now, especially as creative business owners who wear multiple hats. And so I'm so excited about this show. And again, I'm all about honesty here. I know that this topic is pretty intimidating to many business owners. So that's why I have invited some very talented and special guests on the show today. So today I have Cameron and Tia Goff on the podcast with me. And I am so excited because this is my first time meeting them. I was very impressed with their podcast pitch and equally impressed that they actually pitched themselves by following the correct steps to fill out the form instead of just cold pitching me in my DMs or pitching via email randomly, and which is not a system that works for me in my very scattered mom brain. So you guys, props to you guys. <laughs> and after doing some professional... I call it creepster diving on my end. I was like, I'm very impressed. I need to get to know these two right away. And they seem like a fun couple and what they want to share and talk about. It really is necessary as we begin 2023 with a lot of new changes happening with content marketing and incorporating AI in content marketing for our creative businesses. So before we actually dive into the topic, Cameron and Tia, do you two mind introducing yourselves? I also want to get to know more about you too, but I want my audience to get to know you guys. Absolutely. We are so excited to be here, Dolly. So Cameron and my story actually starts in second grade. We met in second grade and we went to school together all growing up until our senior year of high school and when we started dating. And we are barely high school sweethearts. Like I'm literally talking like prom vibes, but we Uh count it. It's a thing. And then post-college, we were, of course, still dating. And Cam was into photography as kind of a hobby vibe. I basically forced him to start a business. I was like, how fun would it be to make an email address or a logo? Like kind of things now, but I was pumped about them. And so we photographed very part-time high school seniors for almost four years. And I'm talking like so part-time. We were doing our own careers. At the time, Cam was in law school and I was a dance teacher. And then we got engaged and absolutely loved the wedding world. We're like, let's dive headfirst in, but let's book like three to five weddings. This was Cam's last year of law school. He was about to take the bar. We're like, let's set a really reasonable goal. And we found really quickly that we are not dip our toes in the water kind of people. We are dive head freaking first. We ended up booking 18 weddings. The following year, we shot 32 weddings. We both left our full-time jobs. Cam only worked as an attorney for a year in there. And since then, we have been primarily photographing weddings together. And then we educate other photographers through coaching, courses, and a shop of online products. Wow. You guys, that's so impressive. I love that. 
very like Corey and Topanga vibes. So again, like I just wanted to meet you guys, let my audience meet you mm-hmm. and definitely get to know you. So now that formal introductions are aside, let's chat about AI and how we can incorporate that into the systems and workflows of our small businesses. So yes. I am really wanting you guys to demystify this whole topic mm-hmm. because this is something again that. I've honestly been listening to a lot of podcast episodes about and I'm like, oh, I know I need to incorporate this into my business, but I just don't know how to or I feel like I don't have time to. And so this is a selfish podcast episode. (laughs) Okay, so I know the definition, but just in case somebody is new to this, like, can you define what AI is and why we should consider using AI in our businesses? especially with content creation and content marketing and just like systems and workflows in general. Right, right, right. So big picture, AI is software that's basically just trying to mimic like human intelligence or the way humans communicate or work or things like that. Um, I feel like obviously recently certain software is becoming like big picture, front of everyone's mind, ChatGPT, obviously the biggest one most recently. Everyone's talking about it. It's just ChatGPT in particular called a natural language AI. So it just mimics the way that humans talk and have conversations and stuff like that. But it uses general knowledge. The fun thing about ChatGPT is you can use it to ask like very specific questions to help answer something maybe that's difficult for you to describe or understand. And so what I actually did is this morning I went into ChatGPT and I asked it how it would describe itself to a podcast audience that its host describes as, and then I copied and pasted a snippet of your podcast in, and I let, I'll let ChatGBT also answer this question wow. for you. <laughs> so it says, ChatGBT is an AI-powered language model designed to generate human-like responses to questions and conversations. It's been trained on a vast amount of text data to be able to understand and generate language in a variety of contexts, from simple factual queries to more complex discussions. For creative business owners looking to streamline their business, ChatGPT can be a valuable tool in automating certain tasks and workflows. By By leveraging the power of AI, businesses can save time and resources, allowing them to focus on more high-level strategic work. ChatGPT can be used in a variety of ways, from answering customer inquiries to providing personalized recommendations based on user data. It's an innovative technology that is constantly improving and can help businesses stay ahead of the curve in today's fast-paced digital landscape. Wow. So that's ChatGPT's answer to the Literally question. Literally <laughs> insane. And you'll see this as we continue this yeah. conversation. Yeah. I get blown away by this stuff. Like, I read that and I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, I'm a listener of Dolly's podcast. I know everything about how this is kind of tailored and what she's hoping to bring mm-hmm. her audience members. And then seeing ChatGPT generate that, I'm like, girl, what? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so cool and it's so creepy at the same time. Like, exactly. I'm just uh-huh. so intrigued by this. Okay, well that was a really good introduction to AI and Chat GPT. So let's dive into it. Let's dive into the heart of this mastermind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So related to the creepiness of it. Yeah. I was very resistant to AI. Oh, and Cam can break that down a little bit. I was feeling pretty nervy about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Obviously, with like a lot of new technology and stuff, too, it can be scary to like adopt. I don't know what this means for me or how this works or like what it does. I know for me, at least, I'm always just like really excited about new tech. For me, this was a no-brainer. Just like what's new out in the world that I can try and do and this was it. And so I've been doing it for a while. But like for Tia, the tech maybe is on the more scary side of things. Obviously, just some nerves and stuff around that. 
But I feel like one thing that really helped, especially with Tia, is like stepping back and like realizing all of the AI that we use in our life every single day that we just like kind of take for granted at this point. It works and she likes it. Little things like just using Siri to like set a timer or something like that. Or like we have our shades open and close with sunset and sunrise. Our lights will turn on at certain times or like when we walk in the room, a motion sensor detects this. And then so this happens like little things like that every single day. We're using these little pieces of AI and it works great and she likes it. She can collaborate with the software to make her life a little easier or a little better. And when he explained that, that, I literally paused and I was like, okay, we own a Tesla that has self-driving feature that literally drives me to the gym, drives me to the coffee shop. I maybe turn it off for a second to make a turn that I'm feeling a little nervous about, Uh but my life operates so much better because I'm able to drive safely. And I'm also able to listen to a podcast at the same time and like fully have my mind on that podcast. So when I pause and I was like, hold up, this is, Kim says, uh, I'm not sure about fully (laughs) having your mind on a podcast, (laughs) partially having my mind on a podcast. But when I paused there and I was like, wow, this is saving me time. I'm allowing myself to collaborate with these systems. I was like, holy cow, this is powerful. So Cam is just curious in general. And that's a big difference between the two of us. Explain a little (laughs) bit about like your weekly schedule and curiosity. Yeah, I I think you're also a very curious person, obviously. (laughs) Like we're not that different in that respect. But I think my curiosity... It takes over my life a little bit more, I'd say. Um, I have a problem where I will be working on something and, I don't know, something will catch my mind. And I'll be like, well, if there's a tool out there that can make this task that I'm doing like a little easier or like mm-hmm. I could like save a lot of time by doing this. And so instead of getting the work done, I'll spend three hours, you know, researching something that could make it go faster. And I, I said, sir, that is not productive. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. So we have a very like strict batching schedule of this day operates this way, especially because we work together so much. And so we need. On Tuesdays, front-facing, doing YouTube videos, doing podcasts, that kind of thing. And so we created a curiosity hour where on Fridays, Cam has a lot of time. And during that time, he is going to research and he's going to just explore what's next and what's happening. And that's been super, super great for him, right? Oh, absolutely. And so now, like, instead of maybe distracting me from work, I can know that, okay, I will focus on researching this new thing. That could make my life a little easier or better in some way like that. And I think the application for listeners is if you feel your mind kind of wavering over here, waving over there, feeling this need of like, whoa, AI is popping off. How do I even dedicate time to this? Having a set aside time in your week where you're just going to explore and you're just going to try new things can be so valuable because on Tuesdays, Cam will get that inkling in the back of his mind, but he knows he's going to push it off to Friday. It has a dedicated workspace. There's a system in place. There's a system in place. And so I think that works really, really well for us. I love that you called it a curiosity hour. I even wrote it out in my notes. Right. (laughs) That's that's actually a really good idea. I might start because I'm kind of like that too. I get really, really excited about Mm -hmm. like learning a new system or a workflow. And Uh oh, it's tempting. So I'm kind of with you on that one. It's tempting. So can you guys elaborate more on chat GPT and how does one get started with chat GPT? Yeah. So the whole goal of this next section that we're going to talk through is we want to give you guys applications that you can start today. Ways that you can see it already working into your workflows, into your systems, into how you're creating content. So we're going to talk through a few different ways. I think the first is that we want to talk about anyone who's doing weekly content creation. So whether that's a YouTube, a podcast episode, a blog post, And there's a few different ways that I'm currently using this. So we do a weekly YouTube video, like Dolly mentioned earlier. And the first way is that we are using ChatGPT to create titles. And 
this gets me so pumped. So what I used to do is I would go on YouTube and I would search related topics. And then I would use an application, an extension called TubeBuddy. And TubeBuddy would help me rate like the searchability, the clickability. And it was fine, but it was time consuming. Like I would spend time trying to be strategic about it because titles are so important in any of these weekly content. It's how clickable is it going to be? If I'm going to drop all this time on creating this content, I need people to see it. And so you can go into ChatGPT. And what I've been doing is I will take the first paragraph or kind of my summary paragraph of maybe my if someone has a script or a description and I'll just pop it into chat GPT and I'll say give me 10 of the most clickable titles for YouTube. So right now chat GPT is completely free to use. Yes. So you can just go to OpenAI's site. You can just Google chat GPT. You can go to openai.com or openai actually just bought ai.com. So now you can just go to ai.com and you can sign up and use it for free for now at least. Yes, good point. So for now, jump on it while it's free. So with that, I'll say, give me 10 of the most clickable titles. And then I'll be able to look through. And I want to say that while it will give me great titles on its own, this is an ideation step. This is where it's helping me to think through like, I see this title and I'm like, ooh, that could be kind of fun. What if this part was kind of paired with this part? And what I really love is to dig in deeper with ChatGPT. So like Cam mentioned, it's a conversational tool. So you can go back and you can say, thank you. I love that. How about if you give it, I mean, sometimes I like to talk and talk to it that way. Say, thank you, please. That kind of thing. You don't need to. But I'll say, thank you. Now can you give me 10 more titles, but can you make them more informative? Can you give me them with a fun, a flirty tone? Can you make them more highly converting? Can you put puns in the titles? And dig in. I think a lot of people will go into chat GPT. They'll ask it a question. It'll spit out 10 titles. They're great, to be honest. Yeah. But where the real value comes is where you keep having a conversation with, mm-hmm. with it, where you say, okay, well, modify it this way, modify it that way. Just continue to probe. And that's where I really see a lot of the fruit coming out of it, where I'll be able to get some great titles. And honestly, it is doing the work for me at that point. Mm-hmm. I spent five minutes generating these titles versus the 20 minutes that I would spend previously researching on YouTube. Right, absolutely. And the more intentional and like purposeful you can be with your prompts, the better it's going to do. Yeah. So definitely get specific. So the next place I see this in this workflow is that like many of us, I create a corresponding blog post that goes with my YouTube video. So maybe that's podcast show note. I will input bullet posts and let it create the copy. Now, again, it's a brainstorming tool. It's an ideation tool. There will be flaws in it, right? 100%. Like, every time, yeah. It's a robot. It's not a human. And I want to say it's not going to write this all-star copy, but it will give me it will get me over the hump of a writer's block. I dread writing corresponding blog posts. I already did the work. <laughs> like I, I did the video. I was the talent here. I don't want to write blog posts with that. But having it do the bulk, like the grunt work for me, and then I will then again kind of go, I like to tell it its role and my role. So I'll say, I'm going to give you this and then you give me this. So I'll say like, I'm going to give you the bullet points. Now you give me a 300 plus word blog post in a fun, exciting, joyful tone. That's very on brand for us. So having those kind of descriptors in there. And then I could also like to use the term or like the phrase, I want you to act as. So I want you to act as a world-renowned photographer. I want you to act as a super personable podcast host. Giving it kind of a role Mm -hmm. gets the tone often really spot on. And I imagine what it's doing. It's probably like scraping and digging from all of these like world-renowned photographers that Uh talk in this way or that add this. And I'm like, perfect. Love it. So into that. (laughs) Um, so that's the way what I love to do with the blog post. And then there's two more pieces. I love to have it create meta descriptions for me. So chat GPT 
you can literally have it type, create a meta description with a certain character limit. Boom, it's done. Meta descriptions are one of those things where I don't think it takes a ton of time, right? Like that's not a ton of time, but you need to be strategic enough about it to get like that Yoast green light kind of vibe. And ChatGPT, spot on all the time. I'm not creating meta descriptions anymore. I'm just inputting them into ChatGPT and then it's doing it for me. And then the final place is because it's video content and listeners can start imagining what they can do with video content is we will use an app called Descript. Can you hit me with Descript? Yeah. So Descript is a different AI tool. And like, so for all of this, like ChatGPT is quite general knowledge, but more so general knowledge than most types of AI. So you can use it for a lot of different things. There are certain companies that are putting out products designed for one like very narrowly tailored use case. Obviously, for those specific use cases, it's probably going to be slightly better than a generic general knowledge type thing. One of those examples is Descript. And so Descript is like an audio and visual or video um, editing AI tool. Yep. And what it can do is basically you put in a video or you record a video in Descript and then it creates a transcript automatically based on that video. But the, the really kind of creepy, cool thing about Descript is that it uses that transcript to do all the work. So you basically have this text editor and you can move words around. You can delete a word and all of a sudden your corresponding video is changing along with it. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. So you make an error when you're recording right. your YouTube video. You're not having to find where that error is by like scrubbing through the video. You're mm-hmm. able to just look at the script and see I repeated this twice and then I got it right the second time. I removed the first time. Easy peasy. A lot of times where people are using this for podcasting is they're recording a corresponding video. They're wanting to put it up in short form video on Instagram, on TikTok. And it will, because it does the script, you can have the script populate on the bottom. And that's how you're seeing a lot of people do the word, word, word that are following along. Yeah. I've been wondering where, how you do that. Okay. Wow. You just answered a question for me. Honestly, I thought people were doing that manual. <laughs> and I was like, that's so much work. Googling uh-huh. how to make bubble letters. Like, I didn't even know yes. what to Google. Yeah. Yes, it's Descript doing it for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. I just learned something new. Yes, yes. Also, if you use a lot of filler words or ums like I tend yes. to do, you can automatically remove them. There's literally a button yeah. in which you remove them, remove filler words, yeah. or remove pauses. Yeah. Tell us about like yeah. what the payment plans are, like pricing structure for that. Yes. So a lot of AI tools operate this way. Jasper AI is also a big one that if people are not getting Instagram, Facebook ads for yeah. Jasper AI, now that they just listened to me yeah, say that, sorry. you're going to be getting them like crazy. But so Jasper AI and Descript operate in a same similar way where there's a certain threshold. So like you get a certain amount of credit. So Descript has for free an hour's worth of content that you can like process per se. And then there are certain tiers and you can like pay for credit. So it's the same thing with Jasper AI. And while we're on the topic of Jasper AI, Jasper AI, when Cam was mentioning like specific use cases, Jasper AI has multiple functions. So it'll literally have like meta descriptions where you click on that and then it creates meta descriptions. So it does have specific use cases that maybe work better than ChatGPT. But currently with ChatGPT being free, we are using ChatGPT. And I'm just saying, this is your role. Please give me this. It's operating at a level that I feel is super competent. So that's kind of how the pricing structure works with them. Okay. Can I ask you guys another question? So I tried to get on ChatGPT, I think it was like two weeks ago, but it was saying that we're currently, I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but they yep. said, please yep. come back later and try again. Right. Is that still the case? Yes. Okay. So like there will be busy times okay. where 
either you just have to wait for the response to generate or you have to wait to come back. I have heard some people are able to go, it's called OpenAI Playground. It's using the same like base level software as ChatGPT. It's just a slightly different format. And some people are able to go to the OpenAI Playground and operate still when it's busy. They recently introduced uh, like a paid version so you can like, ignore the busy times basically you get priority front of line access type thing i do feel like for us at least literally just you know going out reloading yeah has worked great 95 percent of the time we're I think back the in within 30 seconds yeah the copy of that pop-up is kind of deceiving and yeah. i thought at first that it meant i can't get on it any longer like yeah. it's full of people but i think it just means it's at operational capacity right. at that moment and so yeah when we'll reload nine times out of ten that works for me or i'll come back in 10 minutes but i'm on there every day i get in every day so just like reload it wait a second do another task and then come back to it mm-hmm. and it seems to at this point still work really well right. look at you guys coach me through this <laughs> <laughs> no well that's super confusing i didn't oh, get it at 100%. all at first yeah. i honestly i was like oh i guess i i just I don't have an in. Calling all creatives. If you have an amazing opt-in, offer, and or you have been asked to be a part of a bundle with other creatives, which by the way is oh so awesome, but you feel stuck because you don't know what steps to take to automate, optimize, and streamline the back end of said opt-in, offer, or bundle offer, then listen up. You don't have to hire an integrator because I have created a step-by-step mini course to guide you through the process of putting together the puzzle pieces you need in order to lay the groundwork of this back-end process. I have created the How to Automate the Back-End of Your Opt-ins and Offers mini course because as a systems and workflow educator for creatives, I want to help you succeed as a small business owner, and I really want you to feel confident in your systems. After listening to the podcast, don't forget to head on over to the show notes and click on the link for an in-depth look at what this mini course entails. As always, stay magical with those systems, you amazing muggle you. So a thought came through my mind this week, actually, right before we started recording, I was like, well, maybe I should just like try it two in the morning when I'm like, yes, (laughs) but I was like, I don't know if I have the brain capacity for that. Right. No. Okay. So I will reload next time. Yes. Okay. We will do that. then. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. So that's a lot of ways that we have AI helping to create things for us. Another way that I want to dive into is just the ideation value of AI. I think when a lot of the listeners are creating courses or resources or freebies or whatever that is, there's a lot of value in ChatGPT. And so things that we've been using it for is creating names for new products, creating lesson and module names, creating summaries for the descriptions underneath course videos, things that are already done. For example, we actually script out our courses because there's two of us. We love to have that interaction kind of scripted in a really succinct way. And I will take the script. I'll pop it into ChatGPT and say, can you summarize this in a 200 word description? And that will be underneath our videos. But I really love it for lesson module product names. I think it kind of took it to the next level. We're currently writing a new course and our past courses have just had really generic lesson names that are just like kind of basic. And I don't think they fit our brand at all. Like I was saying, we have kind of a fun 
I say flirty, but it's not flirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And we want our courses to reflect that. And our copy, the way that we play off of each other in our courses, that was very natural to us. But then our lesson names were like building a brand. And I was like, girl, that is so basic. Um, now I've been currently writing our new course and doing it through ChatGPT. And I have all these fun, exciting puns within the lesson names that still communicate the value yeah. of what's inside there yeah. but they just took it to the next level wow. yeah and on top of that too like getting over the writer's block of even starting the course like just asking it like i want to teach a course to this type of student or like i'm a photographer yep. that operates in this capacity or like yep. in this type of thing wanting to teach students that are like x and y yep what can i talk about in this course about something like this and then it can just give you a long like just like little things like that that you can prompt to get it to give you ideas to get started just like something on paper for you to then look at and be like okay no hate this idea but it does make me think of this mm-hmm. i should maybe talk about this yes and then i also love it because in that same format that cam said so we're saying i am this give me this product here's my target audience that's where we're probing that's mm-hmm. where we're really like pressing chat gpt to give us targeted information it helps us find holes in our content yeah. it helps us go through and say oh shoot i didn't even think about this but this actually does play into this people would need to know this in order to make this happen and we all understand the value of surveying our audience which i think is lovely and it gets down to the root of like who our ideal client is and what they need to know but chat gpt we can tell them they're our ideal client we can tell them a little bit about like who they're acting as and Honestly, I think they're more powerful than surveying one or two people because they are scraping the internet, right? They know the needs Uh of all of these people. And so having them, just this crowdsourcing element where I'm able to put this input, this information, it spits out tons of stuff and I'm able to find the holes in the content, find the supporting material that's needed, finding things that I hadn't considered that would be very valuable to our students. That has been super powerful. Uh And again, because it's conversational too, you can then ask it a follow-up question or follow-up prompt or like okay this was good but tweak it to do this oh yes yes. yeah oh um so here's a question i I was just thinking of so if you are using it for like creating module names and course names and meta descriptions what about like i was just thinking like good for seo purposes like Mm -hmm. urls or i try to do a lot of my lead magnets with a good url that people are searching for just do you recommend ChatGPT for for that helping you come up with a URL name? Am I- so I will say Jasper AI again has actual features for things like that for creating a URL, for creating meta descriptions, creating SEO titles. It has actual features for that. Okay, but. I don't know how to compare the value between the two tools of like, yeah. is ChatGPT doing it so much better than Jasper or vice versa? But I do use things like that in ChatGPT. And I would just have to assume that me as a person has limitations, right? Yeah. I think I'm adequately educated in SEO. And I think <laughs> if I really put my mind to it, I could put together a great SEO title. But then here's this tool that knows not just what I know, it knows what hypothetically, all the SEO experts know. And so thinking that it could then put this together for me is just so powerful. So the answer is yes, absolutely. You can do that and tell it to do that. Tell it really specifically, I want you to create this for this reason, right? For it to be super clickable, for it to be really powerful, highly converting, anything like that. And it can absolutely do things like that for you. Actually, two little anecdotes about that too. So we have a like a timeline wizard type thing that we have it like create our wedding day timelines for our couples in an Excel document. 
And one thing I was really struggling with is I have these couple of little holes in this Excel document. It works 95% of the time perfectly, but those 5%, I'm pretty good at Excel, but like I could not figure out what I was doing wrong here. I was able to just recently, I was able to just recently use ChatGPT to basically ask it questions about Excel. Like a thing that I didn't know if ChatGPT knew specifically like Microsoft Excel, like this hyper-specific program doesn't know how to use it. Could it write code for me? And it can. It helped me write macros for it. It helped me write specific formulas and lines wow. of code to use within it. Little things like that. The second thing I want to talk about is like big picture for AI and like new technologies like this. So much of it is just like getting in, getting curious, trying it out, and figuring out the limitations of the software. Learning what it can and can't do by just like trying it, just like throwing out a problem at it and say, hey, could you solve this for me? Let's see. And then it spits out an answer and like, yeah, it kind of can. It gets me close or it gets me ideating on what I can do now to solve the problem. Like maybe the formula isn't quite right because it didn't know about this thing. But now I know, oh, I could use a formula called this to answer my issue yeah. or things like that. Or like even like for our car, like learning like T was mentioning earlier, knowing when we approach a roundabout, we're turning self-driving off because it's awful and it's going to have a <laughs> terrible interaction with all the cars around type thing. So just like using it enough to know the limitations to then have it work for you well. Gotcha. Wow. I'm just like learning so much from you guys. Also, <laughs> have you guys watched The Office? This is like, oh, yes. oh yeah. Uh-huh. That just made me think of the Michael Scott moment where he yep. like was like, I have to drive into this like uh-huh. run. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Um, I reference that a lot when we're driving. Yeah. When we so when we first got our car, yeah. I was like, Cam, I am not interested in this self-driving. And there's kind of different tiers of it. We were in a beta program at one point, which is like all-encompassing. It's gonna basically drive us anywhere. It does yeah. left turns at stoplights, like <laughs> everything like that. And I was like, I am not interested. And so I would reference that episode a ton. Technology, no. I know. Yeah. That is so funny. Wow, that is just like so cool that. I just cannot get over all of the cool features of like yeah. chat GBT and AI uh-huh. and yes. Her, so I'm going to have to look into this. So, okay. I know you guys have like a few more things to share, but I was going to see if you guys can do like an example of chat GBT sure. while we're yeah. together so we can share yeah. with the audience. Please. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, I know you guys want to share a little bit about marketing funnels and then we'll go into that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, one more use case for y'all. Um, there is an AI tool called MiniChat that I think is absolutely insane. My mind is blown by this. And so you guys might have seen it lately. I think a lot of big marketers were starting to yeah. use it kind of the end of last year of 2022. I forgot what year it was for a hot <laughs> second. Um, and when these big marketers started using it, I started seeing Jasmine Starr use it, Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher. I was like, I am opting in for everything. And so what it is, is Minichat is a marketing funnel that is based on like automated DMs. So it is bots. And when we hear bots with Instagram, we're like, ooh, red flags, like fake followers. Like we're very scared about that. But what it is, is that you create these back end funnels. And so it might start with me as the marketer saying, okay, if you DM me, funnel, or if you DM me, fun, let's go with that actually. If you DM me, fun, you are going to get opted in for this free guide or you are going to get my pre-order of my book. And then what happens in the back end is let's say you comment on my Instagram photo, fun. It then takes you into my DMs. And in my DMs, I'm able to say, oh, awesome. I'm so excited to meet you. What's your first name? They input their first name. It goes into a form. They input their email. It goes into a form. Okay. And then you can personalize it. And you get rid of kind of this bot element because you can personalize the DMs. You can personalize it with videos. You can personalize it with voice memos. So that feels like this really personable 
high touch point marketing funnel. So you're able to converse with so many people on this really personal level. And then maybe it leads to you just actually chatting in the DMs. But it also becomes this really high converting tool. It's not taking people out of Instagram to go to lead pages. That's the key. It's just getting them signed up right there in the DMs in the very native way that feels super organic to people. It doesn't feel like, oh, I have to exit out of here and go over to this lead page to sign up. You're able to get people into your freebies, get them delivered to them right through DMs, right through Facebook Messenger if you wanted, from them commenting on stories, commenting on Instagram posts. So it's powerful. When I first saw it being used, I signed up for so many funnels, yeah. you guys. Well, uh, you didn't even know for sure what yeah. it was or how it was working. You're just like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, do they just have like automated responses? They're copying and pasting to these, or like, I was like, am I conversing working? with Amy Porterfield? Yeah. Is she sending me a personal video? I mean, like, kind of, because she's yes. putting into the work on the back end yes. to like put in that work. Yeah, that's but, the key. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's super fun. It's super engaging. Okay. If any of the listeners want to see how this works, they're like me. They're like, oh, let's try this out. Let's see what's up. You guys can DM us at Cameron and Tia and you can DM us chat C-H-A-T and once you DM us you'll be able to go through kind of a sample funnel that's powered by mini chat yeah I love this and for those of you who are listening who have been OG listeners for a while or at least like joined in on the systems and workflow magic bundle it sounds like a really good top of funnel marketing tool for sure so I would say dig into this if you are a business owner and you're looking for a new top of funnel marketing tool, this sounds like an incredible, incredible tool. Super powerful. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely. Um, okay. This is my selfishness. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Can we like dig into chat GPT? Can you guys like give me and the listeners a real life scenario of yes. how it would work? Absolutely. Okay. So, so sure. I'm going to give my role first. Okay. So I'm going to say, I am a photographer with 10 years of experience. You know, we're just ad-libbing, making up whatever here. But I am a photographer with 10 years of experience, and I'm creating a course for photographers in their second year. Okay. Sorry, Kim can't I type am, I'm a fast. slow typer also. So. <laughs> should I type at the same time as talking? Can I do that? Okay. So, and I'm... I think it can have typos too. Creating a video course... Oh, you told me it can have typos. Yeah, I believe Ooh, so. Ooh, love. Okay, I, I didn't know that about... I accidentally did because I was getting tired and just wanted to get this going. So I'm creating a video f- course for photographers who are in their first two years of business. So we're going to start here. And I'm going to say, give me... Because we're going to probe, right? We're going to get deep in here. But I'm going to say, give me a summary of what should be included. Oh, I'm so okay. excited. So it thinks... Oh. It says, congratulations on creating a video course for photographers, exclamation point. See, I love when it talks to me. I just think that's a fun benefit. Also, side note, you did type, instead of summary, S-U-M-M-A-Y, and I did figure out that you were talking about summary. So So that's amazing. You can have small typos. So what it's doing now is it's typing out, and what's fun about ChatGPT is you literally see it kind of thinking for a second, and then you see it spit everything out. And when I do things like titles, when I'm like, give me 10 titles that are fun and flirty and super clickable, it'll literally be like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like... That was way faster than I could have thought of it. But so right now it's typing and it's typing out nine numbered bullet points. And what it's saying first is scroll back up. Setting up your photography business. Number one, this can include choosing a business name, registering your business, and setting up a business plan. 
Number two, building your brand. Developing your brand identity and creating a brand message that resonates with your target audience. I'm going to give you one more. Number three, pricing your services. Understanding the different pricing models for photography services and how to determine what to charge for your work. Okay, I'm smiling while reading this yeah. because... I may just give, give the headlines of these. We have to yeah, the and I'm going to give you just the rest of them real quick. Number four, marketing your business. Number five, client management. Number six, workflow and organization. Number seven, legal considerations. Number eight, continuing education. And number nine, personal and professional growth. Wow. So the reason I'm smiling is Cam and I have a business <laughs> course for new photographers yeah. and literally covers all of these aspects yeah. and uh, covers them also in a very similar order that this is, yeah. which I think is super interesting because yeah. it's able to kind of process that. And so now I'm going to say what would be 10 good course names that are fun. We're going to go along with our example, yeah. punny and exciting. So now it's going to think for a hot second. I just think it's so interesting that, you know, we sat down and put together a course and we brainstormed and we brought out post-its. <laughs> weeks. We, weeks. Rearranging things, thinking, oh, shoot, we didn't think about this. And this is where I love to find the holes in, well, we had surveyed our audience and they know they want this. They want these really sexy topics. But ChatGPT is going to find the unsexy topics for me that are important holes. Yeah. And so some title ideas. And it'll always kind of rephrase it. So it'll say, sure, here are 10 fun and punny course name ideas for your photography course. And it knows we're still talking about that because we're still in the same conversation. And it'll say, what? Snapping into action. A crash course for beginner photographers. Cute, fun. <laughs> Some of them will be like <laughs> very, very cheesy, yeah, yeah. right? Well, um, yeah. Because then the next one is say cheese, okay. developing <laughs> your photography <laughs> skills with a smile. But I will say, I'm going to read you one more, actually. Number three, focusing on the future, a comprehensive guide to starting your photography business. Now, I will say I do a lot of punny ones because I just want to get there. I don't use puns in my daily life. No, I, I never, never think of puns, but I think they are in alignment with our brand. Yeah. And so I will do a lot of punny ones on ChatGPT. While a lot of them will be very corny, I will then be able to take parts and pieces from here and say, ooh, this could have value. Yeah. Ooh, what if I paired this with this? So like a lot of the titles that it'll come up with will be kind of a uh, three words and then a colon and then it'll explain it more. And I'll typically pair like kind of the first half with the second half of something and be like, ooh, that's powerful together. And then at the bottom it says, so it lists all 10 and then it says, remember, a good course name should be both catchy and descriptive so that potential students can understand what the course is about and be drawn to enroll in it. Good luck with your course. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Why do you chat GPT? I would, I would also be thanking them. I actually, full disclosure, yeah. I thank our Google Home every morning for talking. <laughs> Cute. Like, Stop. I love it. I'm like, thank you, Google. Yeah. I know my husband's okay. like, you are crazy, Dolly. But I'm like, I don't know. Somebody probably is listening. He's like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, Dolly. I love that. I'm definitely doing that now. <laughs> well, awesome. That's so great. Thank you for doing like an example because I really want listeners of this episode to take action right away, know how to use it. Right. And know again, I'm so glad that you guys are pressing on the idea of like constant probing and constant probing mm -hmm. again and then probe even more for more ideas that yep. right. flow well with your brand and with your vo voice instead of just copying exactly. Everything. Exactly. So yeah, this example is super practical and I think it's super valuable for the listeners. And then know that right now, I would not stop here. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense to pause here. Right. Yeah. It makes sense to go deeper to say, well, what about this? Well, what do you think of this? What if we did it more like this? Could you add in this target market? And allowing yourself to what you're saying, probe and probe is where you're going to get really good, deep yeah. gold mine kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say for listeners who are going to do this for the first time, and I'm including myself in on this, maybe set a timer for like 
30 minutes, 45 minutes so that you won't go down that rabbit hole yeah. and find yourself four <laughs> hours later. You're like, I learned a lot, but I did not do a lot. So definitely like yes. there is a balance for sure. I'm mostly speaking to myself. Yeah. I- no, 100%. And you're speaking to Cam. Uh-huh. So get that curiosity hour, yep. put your time uh-huh. limit on it. Yeah. Say, I'm only going to explore this for this much time. So that can be a great starting point and a great stepping stone for how you're going to utilize it in the future and find yeah. more applications. Awesome. Well, Cameron and Tia, you guys like delivered an amazing mastermind course on ChatGBT and AI tools for content creation for creative business owners. And I want to say thank you so much. And thank you so much for reaching out to me. Like, I'm so thrilled that we're connected now. And I'm absolutely excited. I might even DM you chat just to see what happens. Please, (laughs) please. (laughs) I know that you have a free gift for the listeners. Can you uh, talk about that free resource? Yes, absolutely. So if you go to CameronandTia.com slash magic for the podcast, you'll be able to see all of the tools that we mentioned. In addition, there are a lot more. So if you get in this curiosity hour and you're exploring and you want to just try some new stuff out, find some more applications for your actual systems and workflows Mm -hmm. in your business, this will be a great starting point to just start exploring in there. Yeah. And I checked it out, y'all. And they like personalized it to fit the systems and workflow magic brand. So you guys like I'm just like clapping for you. I was very impressed by that. So, so, So as a reminder to everyone, again, all the resources mentioned are in the show notes of this podcast. And I want to encourage you all to give Cameron and Tia a follow. And I want to say thank you so much to you two for being on the podcast. And I will see you all next week. And as always, you all continue to stay streamlined and magical. You amazing muggle you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly DeLong Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.